Bienvenidos a Radio Manea, y'all. My name is Vera Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soyla Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we're doing a little Otoño-themed episode with just some fall vibes, which I think means different things to each of us. <laughs> yeah, we've done like a bunch of Verano episodes, like pretty much every year, like beach music or whatever, and we've never done a fall episode, which... Upon reflection, I realized it's because probably fall is not really a thing in like large parts of Latin America. <laughs> so it's not like there's a lot of like fall music out there in a really At least literal not way. Our parts yeah. of Latin America. Yeah. In like South America, in like South South America there is. South South America there yeah. is seasons, yeah. But um but it's still so but we're in the US and there's fall here and it's almost here, so we thought why not? Let's see what we can do with this theme. So we're starting with your pick. What's, tell us about the song. Yeah, so for me, fall often musically means like a lot of slowing down and a lot more exploration of like electronic textures. I brought an oldie but a goodie. This song is called Dance Ghost and it's by Lado Negro. Let's take another listen. are taking it way 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 back to some really old Elado Negro this is from like eight years ago it's the first song I ever actually heard of uh, of his of Elado Negro Roberto and um, this song is always just going to be so beautiful to me I feel like it's really melancholy but it's not necessarily sad yeah yeah I don't think melancholy has to be like sad I do think those are two different moods yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's the that's the sort of vibe of this song. And I think the the video concept also like for me like this song is really tied to the visual um which is um the concept is about like the experience of a new immigrant and it's shot in Miami and it's sort of like about like what a solitary experience it can be to migrate to a new place but it's also like about finding moments of joy within that and i think that like you know it's also all of these shots of like regular regular Miami it's not like your regular like 
music video Miami. It's just like weird parts of Miami and like parking lots and like, you know, like all these like, and yeah, like tall, beautiful building, white buildings with blue windows and palm trees too. But like, it's just like all sorts of Miami, which I really like, you know, like you, it's like a like very real Miami. And so, yeah, I think that like having something that's like sort of like melancholy but trying to find moments of joy within that is something that I'm trying to do this fall I'm trying to find moments of joy in a season that usually historically has just filled me with dread because Mm. I can't be present for it because I'm just dreading winter but you know fall is like pretty okay it's not it's no summer (laughs) (laughs) is there anything is there anything you like about the fall I like being able to turn on my oven and you know like bake uh not really bake I don't do sweets but like roast things I think that's what you say for savory things like you know like roast chickens Mm -hmm. roast vegetables like letting a soup or a stew simmer for a long time like I like that when it's cold I like I find a lot of comfort in like heating up my apartment with cooking and um so I do like that and you don't do that in the summer because it gets too hot yeah, I mean, I cook a lot in the summer, but not like it's mostly like very fast cooking, mm-hmm. like, you know, sauteing or, um, you know, I eat a lot of raw vegetables, you know, like I just made like a cabbage carrot coleslaw and all of that right. was raw. Like I didn't have right. to like heat it at all. Um, and I definitely don't turn on my oven. I live on the fourth floor and there's no AC in my, in the yeah. main rooms in my apartment and turning on the oven is just like a death sentence in my apartment. So (laughs) I don't, I don't do it in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're trying to find some joy. I think if you can stay present and like not think of fall as like the precursor to winter, you know, like fall is its own thing and try to enjoy the bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I think that that, I think that's um, a helpful reframe and I'm, I'm trying it on this year. Beautiful. What did you bring? So my first song um, for this episode is a new one, a new artist to me. Um, their name is Pehuenche, and the song is called Pasado y Olvido. Let's take a listen.
I picked this because I felt like it, the moodiness was also kind of fall. I think we're on the same tip around like melancholy. And it's mm-hmm, interesting because, like, mm-hmm. I love fall. I think it's my favorite season. And I think I hadn't thought about it this way before, but I do feel like it's like I enjoy that, like, kind of introspectiveness of the, like, melancholy feeling of fall. But it's not mm-hmm, it's not sad. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love D.C. in the fall. And so I'm, like, really happy to be back in D.C. for this season because I just, like, think about, like, it's, like, early evening and you're walking down one of these, like, tree-lined streets and you've got like a little jacket on and you hear the leaves rustling and it just like has this like the air is moving and it's got a Christmas to it. And I just like I love it. I don't know. I just love it. Um, and so. So, yeah, I think we're on the same tip around sort of like moodiness. But my relationship to it is actually like a positive one. And I don't and winter is not my favorite season, but I think I I don't see fall as just like a precursor to winter. I see it as its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, its, it's own. own independent and beautiful. I mean, unfortunately with climate change, like the, the transitional seasons are some, so much shorter. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but I love it and I love the leaves and I love like, I mean, I, I like all the cheesy fall activities too. Like, I don't know if in New York, it's a little harder to do this, but in DC, there's a lot of like going apple picking, you know, or like going to get a pumpkin. People do that. Yeah. So you have to go People a little farther that. in New York, I think to get there. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I love fall. Also like, I'm sure I've talked on the show before about this, but like in terms of clothing and my aesthetic, like fall is much more my gender. It's just like, I don't, you know, I don't wear like sundresses or the things that make like summer, like enjoyable clothing or weather wise, like not my, not my gender. And so I like layers. I like jackets. I like sweaters. Masculine (laughs) summer clothing. Oh, there is, but not summer clothing is not the domain of the feminine. No, there is masculine summer clothing, but I don't feel like it's, it's like light and airy enough to be as like comfortable in the heat in the way that like women's mm. clothing is, you know, hmm. like you're still wearing, I don't know, for me, it's like, I'm still wearing like four, la- you know, not four layers, but I'm wearing like a top and shorts and underwear and, you know, it's not like, I never feel like I'm wearing something that's really breathable and light, you know, <laughs> like the way that I Maybe you should a have feels. like a linen summer next year. <laughs> I need like a, I mean, I could also go in the, like the men's romper direction, I guess, but. <laughs> I don't know that that's really me. I mean, it's fine. I'm not like dying in the summer, but I'm more comfortable. I just, yeah. I prefer like layers and fall and so, mm-hmm. and jackets and vests and all that shit. Like I love it. And like hats and scarves and stuff. So, um, yeah. but yeah, so this artist um, came to us through uh, a PR email. Um, the song ca- came out last week. So it's really new. They are a Mexican artist from Veracruz. And I had a few questions because uh, Pehuenche is the name of a of an indigenous group from um, Chile and northern Argentina. And so I was a little bit like, okay, why are you naming yourself after like an indigenous group? And I still have those questions because I don't get the sense that he has any um, lineage ties to that those groups of people. But his explanation for why he picked it was that one of the, one of the meanings of um, the word Pehuenche is son of... Auracaria, which is a type of tree that was given to Mexico by someone in Chile. And they are pretty dominant in Veracruz, where this person is from. So there's like a, some sort of tie linguistically to it. But I still think I have questions about using the name of an indigenous group as the name of your artist if you don't have yeah. ties to it. So, you know, yeah. it feels a little complicated, but I don't know everything about him. You know, I read a, a teeny bit about him from this and, you know, he's a relatively new artist. So there isn't as much about him out there. 
Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I like the song. On Nacional Records. Yeah, I like the song too. It's very, it's got a very like, um, the vocalist has a very like Cafe Tacuba sort of mm-hmm. quality actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's like some interesting instrumentation in it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it. I yeah. was into it. Yeah, me too. All right. So what's your next one? My next song is by a Dominican artist Twin Shadow. Well, Dominican American. Um, artist Twin Shadow. This song is called Crushed. You say your mind is rushed. I feel that mine is empty. saying for me fall i usually take a turn towards more like slow down music deeper textures um you know like i was saying just like more melancholy right which again isn't necessarily sad but like just this like you know sort of like generally morose vibe (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's because i always just like mourn summer and dread winter so much that i feel like you know maybe it's like a little bit of a sad vibe but um this song captures me i mean this song is called is like about like you know sort of heartbreak and being crushed and i don't feel crushed you know about the fall necessarily just like slightly displeased but um but something about like the melancholy nature of the song and like the moodiness of it is really very fall like to me Mm -hmm. um I like Twin Shadow a lot. This is um, this song is just a single that he released in 2019, but he has a new album out, um, new-ish album out. I think earlier this year called Alemania, and um, and I think he's a he's really solid. I've been following him for a long time. I feel like sometimes he's so he's so emo. He has so many emotions, which is very Dominican of him. <laughs> Dominicans only with feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you can't like I feel like you can't make bachata if you don't if you're I know. not a people that's like feeling, you know yeah. have some feelings um, to have, you know, some feelings I to I think feel. the melancholy thing makes sense with fall because it's also just like a season of dark darkening, right? Like the days are getting shorter and there's less light and so it makes sense that there's like an introspection and like maybe a little bit of melancholy with darker days, you know. Yeah, I mean to me that's the other thing. To me about winter, like I dislike the cold, but what really gets me is the light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that hard. like the darkness is a thing that I really, really struggle with. And, um, 
yeah, it just makes it like sad to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every winter I say that like maybe this is the winter that I'm gonna get myself a happy life, but yeah, why usually not? what I've been doing is like escaping to Miami instead. Yeah. You could do both. <laughs> I you could know? do both. For I just like you are. never take action on the happy light, but I think that maybe it's time. I, I might as well, you know, even if it's a placebo yeah. effect or something, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. I don't think I get I like think it's sad not placebo, or whatever. Though. Yeah. No, I think there is like science behind it. Um, yeah. No, I don't get like seasonal affective disorder or anything like that, but I do. It is hard when the sun goes down at like 5 PM, you know, like that can be kind of tough. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think that I have anything so like, you know, that really goes to the level of like depression really like i'm a fairly stable mooded person um in general so but it it is just like yeah it is a little depressing to not for it to for it to be so dark i like that you brought this artist in this song because i think this is like one of like a number of of artists and songs that you'll bring to the show that no one would ever be like, that's Latinx music, you know, right? Like it doesn't like genre wise, like doesn't fit. It doesn't sound like it. That's not Spanish. Like all these things that like people use to characterize Latinx music. But I think what's interesting about our show is that we bring music by Latinx people. And that's the like, yeah, that's the determining factor, you know? So it creates this mix that's even way more diverse than what one might expect from like a Latinx music show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just like you, th- I don't know. There's this idea of who Latino people are and, yeah it's like y'all and, what kind and of music i mean you make? like uh, traditionally uh, like latinx genres are amazing and diverse and beautiful and like even if we did have a show that was sim- that was like strictly dedicated to latinx genres it would still be really diverse mm-hmm. and really yeah. you know a lot of different things but um i i appreciate that you know there's there's like so much so much more so many directions we can go in yep well, this next one is more like what you traditionally think of as Latino music, but also way more upbeat than what we brought so far. So this, <laughs> this is a real departure from the melancholy, and I'll explain like how I'm making this work in this episode. But let's take a listen first. This song is called Cuba, Que Lindo Son Tus Paisajes, and it's by Willy Chirino and Celia Cruz. Oye, Celia, vamos a cantarle a Cuba. Esa tierra linda que nos vio nacer. Aquí puedo meter azúcar. ¡Claro que sí! Cuba, qué lindos son tus paisajes, Cuba. 
Es muy bonito Niquero, Piner del Río, Las Villas, el Salto de la Navanilla y la Cruz de Miradero, Cárdenas y Varadero y la Playa del Ancón, Palma Soriano Morón, San Luis y la Mejorana, pero La Habana mi hermana no admite comparación. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different than the last <laughs> the few things we've done. Yeah. Um, Tell me what makes this a false song <laughs> for you. I'm so curious. It's, it's weak. It's weak, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I was the, the real truth of it is that like I was looking. I have like a 300 song playlist of things that I've wanted to bring to Rally Manea for years, and um, this has been on there for like three or four years. And so I was just looking through that, trying to think of like what songs could be tied to this and um i think mostly it just brought up like a kind of feeling of yearning and like one and which is what this song is about right it's like a celebration mm-hmm. but also like a yearning because both of them immigrated and left cuba um so yeah i think it brought up the sense of like a yearning for the caribbean a yearning for miami a yearning for cuba like a desire to to connect it's been a number of years since i've been in miami and also i mean i went to cuba for the first time like five or six years ago and I, w- I would like to go back so I think it's mostly just that of like and you know you've talked about this of right of like sort of using this giving yourself an out by like escaping to, to warmer climates as a way to manage Definitely. like the season so I don't know what the the, the season's going to look like because of COVID but I would love to to make it to, I mean not to Cuba I don't think that's realistic but to Miami so so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pretty weak <laughs> it's a pretty weak link but this is our show so um i was also I think it's fine thinking it of i was also thinking about it because um the na- the friend a friend's neighbor i went to their party on saturday on sunday and um one of the neighbors when she realized i was latinx and was, and was cuban burst into sing started just singing a celia cruz song <laughs> it was kind of like a beautiful moment she's from pan this woman was from panama um, and she just started singing. I can't remember which one, but it was like a sal- Celia Salsa. And it was like a really sweet moment. So I love those kinds of um, things when people get excited when they find out that I'm Cuban. And then there's like some sort of connection to Cuban culture. And then obviously Panama <laughs> was like birthplace of reggaeton, you know. So um, so it was on my mind. Celia was kind of on my mind. And um, Willie Chidino is like one of those artists that's very... I think uh, meaningful to like a certain generation of Cuban Americans because he was very popular and like my parents generation. And so it's, it's very much like the music of my childhood, but that isn't as well known as like Celia or some of these other artists that have like, I mean, I think he had some crossover, but I think he's a little more insular to the community. So his voice is very like nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm, for sure. Had you heard this song before? I if I've heard it before, I don't remember. It's possible, but um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not super familiar with it. Yeah, I don't know that it's it's. Um, it might be a little bit of a deep cut. I mean, Celia mm-hmm. has so many mm-hmm. hits, so right. But yeah, generally, like salsa is not you know the music of the fall, but but I wanted to mix it up and and kind of bring a diversity of things. Yeah, did you, you did you stick with call. the melancholic mood? Well, sort of. Um, a little bit of both. So um, my next song, why don't we take a listen to it and then we can discuss how, um, you know, it's a little bit melancholy, but also I think a little bit joyful. 
Um, this song is called Ceremony, and it's by Ella Minas. there's like a couple of elements here um, that I like and that make it sort of fall for me. I think that the piece that makes it again fall for me is this thing that I've been describing throughout the show about, you know, like slower and more electronic textures that I tend to favor and uh, favor in and associate with colder weather. Um, but I think something like what you were saying earlier too, I also associate fall with like big thinking, you know, and, I don't know if it's because, like, there isn't this, like, you know, este frenesí de estar fuera y saliendo siempre en el verano, and you get to, like, I feel like I spend more time at home, and, like, you know, maybe it's because I was a student for so long, like, into my mid-20s, but, like, something about colder weather makes me feel like a blanket, a book, big thoughts, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, like, what to think about right now other than the apocalypse? <laughs> like, mm. I... And I'll tell you how these are connected because, and I feel like I had this thing happen to me this weekend. I was in a bookstore the other day with my friend Disha, um, and I picked up this beautiful book that I was showing them on indigenous ethnobotany. Mm. And I was like, wow, this would be such a good book to have in the apocalypse. Like it's this reference book of plants that were used and revered by North American indigenous peoples. And like, here we are, like in New York City knowing very little of plants that are useful mm. you know that just grow indigenously in th these lands mm -hmm. so um you know I was like wow what a useful book it would be to have in the apocalypse and I was like well assuming you want to live like survive the apocalypse and I was telling Disha that like I'm just like not really interested in surviving the apocalypse and that I'm not like really attached to my life like that like I'm not trying to die but like I also like don't necessarily want to put in that much effort into surviving but then I paused and I was like wait like I'm surviving an apocalypse right yeah. now <laughs> you look know at all the you've already put in look at all the effort yeah you've like put I'm in. surviving an apocalypse right fucking now mm -hmm. and there's this lyric in this song that's like the lack of ceremony is what brings me down to my knees mm -hmm. and like 
God, Ella Minus, I feel like is so smart and not just because, so she's, um, this artist, an electronic music artist from Bogota originally. And, um, you know, I mean that she's not smart just because she's like this brilliant electronic musician uh, who literally engineers and builds her own synthesizers. But I think she's low key a really sharp political thinker as well, because so she describes her music as bright music for dark times. And I've found that her lyricism is really witty and incisive and politically sharp, even though it's not what attracted me to her music necessarily at all. Like I love like her um, artistry in terms of like the beats and texture she's able to make with, you know, like her production, but like the lyrics for this song, you know, it's like the lack of ceremony is what brings me down to my knees. Like my God, we are just unceremoniously living through a time of mass death and destruction of the only world that we know. And she's like, and I feel like it's like, it's, that's something that resonates so much with me. And she's like, you're so wrong. And I'm so bored. And I also feel that way, like about political discourse often, like, I don't know if you feel this way with political discourse, but I find that it can be so boring. Like people's takes are so boring and predictable and the same. And again and again, I'm just like, que fucking la villa pana. But, like, then there's this brightness of the music that keeps it from being this, like, truly nihilistic hellscape mm. where, like, everything is terrible. And, you know, like, in the face of all of this, even though, like, all of this stuff is true and it's all facts, like, you know, we face the reality of everything that's rough and hard and still feel like there's hope and joy and we can try to fix it. And I feel like, like, you know fall big ideas and like this is like all the things that like this song makes me think of it's just like wow like there's really unprecedented horrifying issues in the world and like there's like we're part of like groups of people that are just like relentlessly trying to fix it somehow you know and that's um I feel like that's really beautiful you know it's um, yeah. it's a little bit more more tender than what I'm known for. Usually I'm just <laughs> like, uh. but like, you know, I feel like some people believe in God. I believe that it's possible to fix the world, like contrary to all available evidence, mm. <laughs> you know, like that's like the thing that I like relentlessly believe mm. is possible. Maybe that is a form of spirituality, you know? Hope. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, hope. Hope is a spiritual it's practice. It's definitely a discipline you know mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to like cultivate it because mm -hmm. it's very easy to look around and lose it yeah that's beautiful friend speaking Thank of you ethnobotany have you come across the black forager yes i have <laughs> i just found her <laughs> predictably through npr um and oh she was on her. npr she good on for NPR, her yeah and just started following her on TikTok, and I feel like she's, I mean, she's hilarious. We'll link her in the show notes. She's hilarious and also knows so much about, yeah, native knows plants. so much. And knows, you know, calls herself a filthy vegan and, like, knows so much about how to eat native plants, um, which does seem to be, like, a really good survival skill. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I imagine she's probably learned a lot from, like, indigenous ethnobotany because, you know, who knows yeah. more about yeah. the plants of this of this part of the world than the, the original people. So I just love the idea of ethnobotany, like the idea of like uh, plants and people and how we've shaped each other. Like mm -hmm. it's so beautiful to me, you mm -hmm. know? 
Yeah. Um, the book that I picked up is called Iwi Gara, American Indian Ethnobotanical Traditions and Science, and it's by Enrique Salmón. If you are interested in checking it out, it has this really gorgeous cover with all these beautiful illustrations. And I was like, wow, indigenous ethnobotanical traditions, like, say less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. I like yeah. I like where you went with that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also something about like slowing down. That's like if the season that's like if we actually stay connected to like the natural rhythm of things. You know, I think that's something that that is really life giving is to be more connected to like, okay, it's darker. Let's do less. Let's rest more. You know, rather than Mm -hmm. kind of like ignoring Mm -hmm. (laughs) the rhythm and just doing whatever. Um, And so. So, yeah, I do think that that it creates space for, you know, big thinking or, you know, more introspection or whatever it is, because, um, yeah, there's less going on like we move more slowly in the cold. We, you know, like we, mm-hmm. we are tired more like those kinds of things. So God, you're really so cool. right. I spend so much of my life trying to resist that. I yeah. just want to like move fast all the time. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, a trauma response or mm-hmm. how I'm wired or both. Or yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like the energy of New York city. I feel like, like is a go, go, go energy too. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's so true. Like it's just like paying attention to, you know, like the rhythm of, of like life and things is so grounding. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and I love that. I love like having space to think. It's mm-hmm. so cool. <clears throat> I mean, the modern world is set up to like to help us ignore all those cues, right? Like we have artificial light and we have screens and we have alarm yeah, clocks and yeah. schedules and stuff. And For sure. I'm really grateful. I have this like regular practice of going on these silent meditation retreats where I turn off my phone and I often like last time I did it, virtually and I'm going to do it again in a couple of weeks virtually and like I really like I really um kind of set my rhythm more to the sun like I did I wasn't using um and I didn't do this on purpose it just kind of made it's like when you're not using your devices there you kind of get bored so you go to sleep early you know like there's not much to do (laughs) um and so yeah I was like I was staying in this little tiny house that was like all windows and so I was going to sleep like not too long after the sun went down and waking up with the sun and like you know it's just it's really interesting to like let yourself reset that way and not, yeah, not wow. be so digitally like connected. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it again yeah. at the end of October. That's and exciting. yeah, I mean, you have to meet on the computer because it's, it's virtual, but um, I still like really limit my phone usage and it really helps with, yeah, just kind of like a detox a little bit from um, yeah, devices. Sure. So highly recommend. Um, I was going to say, I think that a silent retreat might, literally kill me but <laughs> you know maybe one day i'll get you there. would be fine <laughs> you would be fine i think i might actually perish i think you might like crawl out of your skin but then you would <laughs> you would figure it out you know my mom always says that she's yeah. like memoria she's just like no way no yeah. way no way and she's not it's not the talking part it's like not being able to read or write or like that kind of stuff i think that makes her feel like she would but I mean, I've yeah. gone on like many of at this point, I don't even too many to count, like probably close to, to 10 of these retreats. And it's really, I mean, I'm, I don't, not talking to people feels like a relief. Um, but not having any distraction from my brain is hard. Like not having any way to escape yeah. my thoughts is hard, but it turns out, like, yeah, I mean, sure. the thing is we're adaptable, you know, we're adaptable. Yeah. You never thought you could have survived a pandemic for two years and here we are, you know? 
here we are. And that's a good point. I always say that I would be somebody who would um, not want to survive the apocalypse. Like I wouldn't, you know, I would kind of like give up the ghost, but, um, but here we are. Here we are surviving and doing all the things we have to do to adapt. That's right. With like access to a lot of privilege, but of course. Yeah. So much. (laughs) All right. Well, this last song for the main episode um, kind of continues on this theme of night. So this is my pick and it's called Nochecita by Maite Ontele and Herencia de Timbiqui. Let's take a listen. a song but I really <laughs> I literally have no idea but Nochecita um, obviously made me think of sort of like the darkening of the of the season and um, going toward away from the light and toward the night so that was what made me bring it and it's a beautiful salsa so I was just like looking up a little bit about these artists Maite Ontele is a, a Dutch trumpeter but has I think Colombian roots potentially she definitely spent like a decade in Colombia playing with salsa bands as a trumpeter and then Herencia de Timbiqui is a Colombian salsa group of like 11 people Um, but I just thought this was beautiful so I wanted to bring it amazing yeah and Herencia de Timbiqui is all Afro descendant Colombian artists as well Um, and Timbiqui is is a part place in Colombia. Oh, cool. It's a region in Colombia. Check it out. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, she's like, you know, a kind of a big name trumpet player, so that's why she has like a headlining name on this collaboration. Oh. I mean I feel like if you're a trumpet player, you would be extremely remiss to not fuck with salsa. Salsa. Or not fuck with yeah, like you know. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah. Based, based on I her, mean, I, there's yeah. plenty of ways you could not probably, but well, she actually, <laughs> she actually has a, t- she has a TED talk entitled "How Does a Dutch Trumpet Player Become Famous in Colombia?" But I didn't get to watch it, so, so I'm curious. She has a grandfather yeah. who was like a musician, so that that might be the answer to that. But that's her TEDx talk from TEDx Amsterdam. So maybe I'll need to watch that All to find right. out, find out the answer to that. But um, 
But no, I just thought this was really pretty. I think I must have come across it and put it on my to bring to Rather Minea playlist at some point. So nice. But yeah, it's beautiful, right? I mean, yeah, I love a big band. Love a big band salsa, you know. Uh, Love a big band. It's one thing that I still haven't done yet. See it live. Like, I would. I just. I mean, I haven't seen salsa live in many years. It's not really about the pandemic, but in the pandemic, I have been like really. Um, not just craving live music, but craving live salsa. I think live salsa is so fucking dope. So fucking dope. Because the instrumentation is so complicated yeah, and layered. And it's really cool to be able to like focus on the instruments and be like, cool, that sounds coming from here. Cool, that sounds coming from there. Like, I just find that so cool. I don't know who Mark Anthony per- performs with, but I imagine he must have like a whole band behind him. Um, and he came... I would hope. Yeah, I really want to see him. He's like on my list of... It's very expensive, but I feel like I've heard that it's worth it. And I think he's I think just, it's going to be worth yeah. it, 100%. But, um, but people are per- touring and performing. And I'm just like, I'm not going to go to an indoor stadium with thousands of people during a pandemic. Like, I'm just not going to do it, y'all. Like, yeah. So he yeah. came like a couple weeks, like two weeks ago. And I was like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't. Do they require vaccinations? At I least? don't know. I'm not sure. Some some venues here are starting to, but I don't know that they did. Because a lot of these were planned, you know, I think in the moment when we thought things were going to be better than they are. So, um, so yeah, I don't Hello, know. But did I lose you? Oh, I'm here. Oh, I lost you if a lot of these were planned. I think it's just. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, it recorded, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, even if, even if everyone's vaccinated, I don't know that I'm comfortable being in an indoor and also like being in a concert and having to wear a mask. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll get ready. Maybe I'll be ready if get, depending on how long this lasts, you know, and how long this is the reality. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, but no, I, I agree with you. I really want to see, I really want to see some live salsa. Yeah. Yeah, in New York, they are starting this week, starting to require everybody to be vaccinated. Um, you know, to this go week when we're recording, not this week when this episode airs. Yeah, to go inside. inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. to go inside yeah, I anywhere think, really that's like, you know, voluntary. I think Gyms, New York has. Theaters. Yeah, I think New York has one of the more aggressive vaccine kind of passport situations. DC, I don't know that they're going to do that, but uh, there are definitely yeah. lots of individual venues and stuff that are doing it so yeah yeah well thank you all so so much for listening yeah thanks y'all um all the songs staying warm yeah as it get hopefully it's getting colder where you are if it's supposed to be getting colder where you are right as we're recording this it's still pretty hot in dc but by the time this comes out hopefully it'll be feeling more like fall um Mm -hmm. and yeah all the song information is on our website at ratherman.com and make sure to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a little newsletter that we send out every week with the new episodes. So check that out. We have things there that we usually don't post anywhere else. All right, babies. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.